0: On this week's episode, we went and saw a new movie, and we watched Jaws, The Fallen Kingdom.
1: (laughs) Why don't you unpack
0: that for us, Charlie?
1: (laughs) That is perfect. Uh, Yeah, so we saw The Meg. It's for Megalodon, I guess. Which, like Jaws, involves a shark, and like Fallen Kingdom, was objectively bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Objectively. Subjectively, objectively. So...
1: Right. There is no subjective uh, portrayal of this that is good.
0: I don't know what your problem is with this movie. To me, it was a heartwarming tale about a man trying to move on with his life and find love.
1: Yeah? And uh, where did he find love, Dan?
0: Well, you see, the shark hearkens to the Melvillian whale. Um, (laughs) It's what he has to overcome so that he can live again.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to let you uh, run with that.
0: You uh, took
1: it farther than I was expecting, so I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah, okay. You're clearly still in college and you need to BS more than I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see, it's the prototypical archetype of the bestial man <laughs> that crawls on all fours at the beginning of the hero's myth and by the end is...
1: Flying through the air, stabbing a giant shark in the eye.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. He, re- he reaches his full status after he has overcome the first obstacle... And gone through the, tree, the three trials of the hero. I'm just bullcrapping things that I've read about blurbs of hero, of hero with a thousand faces.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if we already did it, but in case we haven't already done it, we're going to spoil the mag, um, both in the sense that we will tell you plot details and in the sense that we are going to be making fun of it. And so if you liked it, we'll probably ruin it for you. Please don't listen to us crap on it. Are we sure this is not Transporter Four? <laughs> I'd like to think that Jason Stratham is actually the same character in every film. He just has a different code name.
0: <laughs> yes, he is like, yeah. like James Bond fan theory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, except James Bond has the same name. Yeah, this is the opposite. It's a it's the same actor but different yeah name. with different names. Yeah, yeah. he's
0: the anti Bond.
1: He is Jason Stratham, the anti Bond. Man, yeah. I wish we could make that the title of the episode.
0: <laughs> um, we should really call the episode "Jaws: Fallen Kingdom" just to confuse
1: people and not call it the Meg. Let's do honestly, honestly. Let's do that because okay. if you're googling the Meg, you know the Meg podcast because you really enjoyed this movie and you want to find somebody else who enjoyed it with you. Yeah, this is this is not going to be the podcast for you. No, and I don't. I don't want to ruin those people's days because I'm sure there is something to enjoy in this movie. I just did not find it.
0: There's a bunch of um, megas out there. Megas? Not to be confused with magas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jeez, this is going to be a terrible episode.
0: Sorry, this is not a political Gosh. podcast. Uh, no, so, yeah, let's let's just start from the beginning. So okay. we went, we saw this trailer. Everyone's sort of seen this trailer. They've been shoving it in just any old thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and anyways, so... They've been putting this trailer out for a while and I remember I forget, was it was it Trachtenberg or someone else that like retweeted it and was like, This looks so insane and crazy. Like he said something along the lines of it was either him or one of those other like directors that one of us follows or both of us follows or something. And he just said it looked like fun. And this was like way back when they first premiered the trailer. So I think we kind of sort of felt the same way. Like it seemed like it might be A self-aware movie that's sort of aware that it's silly and
1: over-the-top action. The trailer made it seem like it was just the most absurd, ridiculous movie, and it knew it was, and it was just going to lean into it. But it really didn't. It was sort of
0: self-serious, and that was sort of what was a bummer about it. I will say, like, I was kind of okay with the first third of the movie. So, all the stuff about, like, the base and underwater, like, don't get me wrong, I wasn't too invested, but, um, like, I kind of like, you know, the whole playing with, you know, unknown in the deep ocean sort of stuff. Like, that's fine. I knew the shark would eventually come into play, and it did. Uh But I was kind of okay with the initial opening act of the movie, Um but once Jason Statham shows up and, uh and then they you know go out to see and the shark gets out it just sort of gets silly yeah and the fact that it doesn't acknowledge that it's silly and that the rules aren't clear and the motivations of the shark aren't consistent very
1: much yes exactly yeah
0: like how many times did i look to you and like i think even once i told you okay pin down this rule now because if it doesn't do this later <laughs> yeah. i'm going to be upset <laughs> and yeah, uh, it, and it didn't
1: <laughs> it was just yeah i think you nailed it like It was like the rules were super inconsistent where it was like the shark was very... It didn't act like an animal. It acted like it was targeting specific people all the time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It was was a plot device. It did what they needed it to do. Yeah.
1: It was just a lot of really bad decisions one after another in a way that was very, very frustrating and not funny. Yeah. If that makes sense. And, I mean, let's be clear. This is just a B movie. Like, if you were to watch this because you saw it at Blockbuster and threw it in, you'd probably think that it's totally fine, right? Yeah. But because it, we went in with this expectation that it was going to be, I guess, funny, and it wasn't at all, it just ended up being really no. lame.
0: Well, that's the thing, though. It seemed like there was a couple – not that it ever became self-aware, but it definitely seemed like it was sort of trying to do the – michael bay type blockbuster formula where it would be like serious but try to throw in a lot of jokes for levity and like it just wasn't that funny i don't know like and 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 it's sort of upsetting because like i even like rain wilson who plays dwight on on the office he's in this movie and i actually don't think he necessarily did bad like i think you did but i don't think that any of any of the actors really had
1: much to work with that's the thing yeah like the script was just so kind of awful, yeah that it, yeah, it really didn't give a lot of room, and maybe let's just go through the different characters really quick. um yeah, so uh, unfortunately,
0: we're recording this about a week and a half after we <laughs> saw it, so I, it and th- despite these characters' memorability, <laughs> I'm just having a hard time remembering all every single one so
1: I, the main thing, so obviously the main character, Jason Stratham, I don't remember what yeah. his name was in the movie.
0: He's a man that had a bad past, no one believed him, <laughs> um, and so he's drunk and living on a boat on his own, so he has to be pulled into this mission. Because, by the way, just to give a little plot detail, this big corporation has built this rig off the coast, they're trying to go down beneath this surface that no one's explored before, and one of the probe ships gets stuck down there, and a big Megadon shark, or Megalodon shark, is, like, attacking them and they're stuck. Right, a so A Meg. They- Yes. And when they make sure to say the Meg a million times and almost look at the screen and wink. But they don't because that would have been fun. Right. So. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. uh, Whenever
1: they first, whenever he first has that reveal, this is one of the moments in the movie that I know this is like pedantic, but there were so many that it just like started grating on me. So Jason Stratham, who's the genius, you know, diver, he's going down and he turned off all of his stuff because... It was like running out of electricity because he was going too fast or something. Mm-hmm. So remember, he shut off his communications, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's completely cut off. And then the shark starts attacking this other thing. Right. And then they realize what's going on. And then all of a sudden, the camera shows him. And he just goes, it's the Megalodon.
0: Yeah. How does he know that? And then
1: it cuts back. And then he punches through the like oh he knows nitrogen that. cloud. And then he turns all of his lights on. And it was like why did that just happen and like yeah you literally could have just switched the edits you could have shown him popping through the cloud then the shark attacking and then him saying it's the megalodon and then it would make sense but the movie was like full of those mm-hmm. and i don't understand why like I, yeah I don't
0: know. so so the the middle act of the movie they're basically like going after this thing to kill it before it gets to the mainland And like the shark, like like, there's this back and forth, like whole segment of the movie where someone goes in the water to to have the shark chase him down. And for some reason, the shark's not able to catch him and he's able to swim back to the boat. And then two other people get knocked off and then they get them back in and someone else gets kicked, kicked by the butt inside (laughs) the water. And then it's, it's literally like that. There's like five characters and at every point, one of them spends time in the water because they got knocked off. Like
1: everybody's constantly like kind of falling in like it's not like you know the boat well eventually the boat gets flipped over but yeah one by one they find some like sort of obnoxious way to knock each one in the water
0: yeah the only way this segment of the movie makes sense is if you're playing yakety sacks in the background <laughs> to be quite honest
1: <laughs> actually so... this whole movie would be a lot better if they played yakety sacks the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> every time the shark shows up <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, yeah, and uh, so, yeah, so Jason Statham is your stereotypical hero that wasn't believed by the military back in the day and is drunk on a boat. And he's brought into this. He was right. Yeah. So he's brought into this situation to gloat over everyone and tell everybody what they're doing wrong, even though he knows no more information than anybody else. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's his character. And they do this whole thing. Did you think maybe
1: nature had a reason for putting that cloud there? No, they didn't, because they're scientists. Like, what? Can I just
0: put this out here while we're talking about the plot of this movie? Can Hollywood stop making movies? Hard stop. Oh, sorry. About carnivorous monsters that we have to save. Like, it makes no sense. I have no sympathy for the dinosaurs in Fallen Kingdom. I have no sympathy for this shark in this movie. Um, if, and if, in the
1: Wait, were they trying to save the shark in this movie?
0: Well, there was, there was constantly stuff about, like, oh, I don't want to kill it. Like, that old, oh, like, the Chinese guy who's the, er, the Japanese guy who's the, um... Hero? His, the girl, the, the love interest, uh, oh, dad. Oh. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, he's constantly like, oh, are we going to kill it? And it's like... <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to the mainland. What do you expect to do? This thing is—you go out here on a on, on like a freaking speedboat to try and catch this like dinosaur that you know could just flip over your boat and does. And it's just like I don't know. Just the questions that like the motivations behind things. Like they did throw in a couple lines about like, oh, we must save nature, and it's like, are you kidding me? Like. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Like, this thing is going to kill you, and you're trying to prevent it from going to the mainland, which is a decent idea, by the way. Um, And, yeah, you're going to have to kill it. Like, you're not going to be able to capture that big old whale on your little tugboat. Like, it just doesn't – like, there's so many things in here that just made me roll my eyes. (laughs) I'm sick of Hollywood making movies about monsters that need to be saved. Like, if in the next Godzilla movie, they're like, "Uh, Godzilla's destroying the the, the city, like – And then someone's like, we got to kill it. And some little girl is trying to save Godzilla. I'm going to lose my mind.
1: (laughs) She has a button she can hit that will kill Godzilla and stop it from destroying this last building with 100,000 people in it. But then the little girl won't hit it. And so everybody's like, oh, okay."
0: In no other (laughs) movie do we do these things. Like, imagine if in Avengers Infinity War, they're like, like Thanos is like, I'm trying to get the Infinity Stones to kill half the universe. And then Peter Quill's like, no. Don't kill him. He just needs to be trained. He's not understood. It's like no one would be like, yeah, this is a good idea. And that's a smarter creature than a dumb animal. <laughs> like, I don't understand why we do these things, why we make these stupid movies. Anyway,
1: sorry. That's my rant. Wow. So Dan hates animals. That's the moral of the story here.
0: I apologize if any of my accents were insensitive. It was not my purpose.
1: Yeah, I. you did one at one point, and I was like, oh, gosh. And then I realized, like, but you're not saying anything mean and that was the accent i think that's okay yeah
0: yeah that's that was yeah. his accent um but anyways
1: <laughs> like for some reason i don't feel bad if i'm doing an australian accent you know what i mean right like making fun of jason stratham but then if yeah if you're doing a chinese accent it's like it's like whoa, whoa that feel i guess because there's a history of you know uh white mm-hmm. men doing terrible things with uh chinese accents so
0: exactly doing really really like uh uh what's the word
1: insensitive
0: uh camp yeah insensitive things yeah yeah yeah
1: so um (laughs) i just want to yeah we got to clarify that
0: and so in addition to jason statham's character he apparently his ex-wife is also on this rescue mission in the first act. she doesn't have a whole lot to do though no does does she even make it i don't even remember if she
1: died uh she
0: made it to be honest okay I'll take your word for it. I think so. Um but anyways like she seems they seem to be buddy buddy on like yeah you need to move on with your life and quit drinking in a boat. And then he decides that he likes the uh, the the girl of uh of what? I don't remember her name. I don't remember the names in these movies.
1: Yeah, you knew her name. Apparently she's really well known the actress. Uh she was on oh, okay. Orange is the New Black? Is that what it is? Sure.
0: Oh, I I thought you were the one that was telling me this. No, no, no. Not her. I'm talking about the Jason Statham love
1: interest. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, is this a different girl? that is not who I
0: was talking about. Oh, okay.
1: Well, then I know nothing.
0: (laughs) I was talking about one of the... That girl who's on Orange is the New Black. Uh, What's her name? Like Rose... Something Rose. Lily Rose. I don't know. Who knows? But something something about roses is her name. Okay. And uh, (laughs) she's on Orange is the New Black. I I know a lot of people like her, so I'm not disparaging her personally. It's just like... She was just sort of there. She was one of the crew. Gotcha. She was the one with like sort of the short, shortish. She was hair. the uh, tech person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought she was fine. She was certainly yeah, she was okay. not uh, as bad as most of them.
0: No, that was one of those where they were like, hey, we'll get our Orange is the New Black fan base here by just throwing her in this thing because why not?
1: I'm sure that was exactly what happened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure it was the same reason behind Rain Wilson too. Like, hey, people like The Office, people like Rain Wilson. Let's throw <laughs> right. him in this thing. Um, that seemed to be a lot of the choices behind the casting, not a good script or movie. But um, yeah, right. so
1: yeah, so the love interest uh, lady, I I don't remember what her name was in the movie. I thought she was pretty terrible.
0: Yeah, and the whole movie and Jason Statham's motivation is they're actually trying to make a serious point about. He just needs to move on with his right. life and find someone new and stop being such a loner. And this is all about, like, overcoming and moving on, which you might be saying, guys, why is that a bad thing? Why are you against overcoming and moving on with your life? We're not, but we are in the context of this movie <laughs> because it's just it's just it's silly. not doing it it's, well. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, You know, she might be a fine actress, but she wasn't given very good material. And I don't think she did a very good job with the material she was given. But, yeah, they had, like, no chemistry at all. It was just uncomfortable all of the time Yeah, that they were together. Now, her daughter, I thought, was, like, the best actress in the whole movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, the little girl was great. I thought the stuff
1: with her was great. I don't know why. Like, the scenes with her and Jason Stratham, I thought those were good.
0: Yeah, that was the only redeeming part of this movie.
1: Well, I would say the other redeeming part of this movie, like, we should point out, this was... Very clearly, and I looked it up later, and it definitely was a joint Hollywood Chinese production. Oh, and you okay. could feel those influences all over the place. But the place where I feel like you could feel it the strongest was the the jaws, uh, basically beach segment. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I thought that was my favorite part of the movie.
0: Okay, so here was my other issue, major issue with the movie is that it had these really weird tone shifts that were super inconsistent. And that was like this thing where there were moments of that that were like truly horrifying and like good set up for this type of movie. Like, like, like you said, well
1: constructed.
0: Yeah. But then there was just like these little moments where it's like, oh, here's a little chubby kid that we're bringing attention to the fact that he's a little chubby kid that wants to eat food (laughs) and let's put him in here and let's keep, let's keep putting the camera on him and seeing if he makes it out. And it's like this weird, like people are literally getting eaten by this gigantic thing. And then they just keep like, again, playing yakety sacks in the background. (laughs) Yeah like it's just weird, I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't disagree. It had sort of a weird thing. And I think the music in that section was definitely like jarring to me. That was when I maybe was, that was it, it became very clear to me that it was a joint production because it was like I don't know if it was K-pop or what it was, but it had a very oh, very suddenly yeah, yeah. different score. <laughs> but then yeah. once I settled into that scene, that was my favorite part of the whole movie because it felt it felt like it was just a blatant rip off of Jaws, but it was kind of weird and different enough that I liked it. Yeah. And it was one of the only parts of the movie where like the fact that it was a super mega giant shark actually played in.
0: Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Because I didn't really care for any of the w- stuff after that with the Naboo ships or whatever. No.
1: Yeah. That was weird that they had like fighter pilot ships, basically. Like they had yeah. extremely good maneuvering. E-
0: everything else is very grounded in a sense of it looks like something that currently exists in our world. And just all of a sudden they pull out these Naboo ships that, like from Star Wars. Right. And they're just like zipping around in the water and like super science
1: fiction y stuff. But like. Other than that scene on the beach, almost nothing took advantage of the fact that the shark was huge. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it was biting big things, but for the most part, you could replace it with a small, fast shark, and it would be the same scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the stuff on the beach, it's, like, him swimming through and just catching all of the, like, lines with all those rafts and yanking everybody around. Like, I feel like that actually really took advantage of the fact that there were so many people. And it took bites of lots and lots of people all at once, you know?
0: yeah that was that that part was entertaining it was just i still maintain it was a little jarring with the tone that they were striking there yeah, but i don't disagree yeah, I, with that i agree part. like i I at least enjoyed that part of the movie and then anytime any of our main characters showed up i just sort of got frustrated
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. agreed i wish the whole thing was all of the extras or other people that were speaking in chinese during the beach scene because all of them were convincing to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so speaking of the the like fighter pilot, you know, battle at the end. The visual effects in this movie were really really bad. You think so? And they were really really bad in a way that is really jarring to me given the budget of this movie.
0: So, I'll say this, I don't I won't say they're good, but I felt they were like as good as like a Transformers movie.
1: Oh, no way. Really?
0: I don't think Transformers movies are good.
1: I think Transformers movies, those are like tent pole movies when it comes to visual effects. Like, they were amazing. Oh, I don't know.
0: I just remember I started watching the... Like, I hadn't seen a Transformers movie in years, and I put in that fourth one with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I guess I haven't seen the new ones. And there was like this opening scene in the prehistoric age, and it felt like... Everything looked like too animated if that makes sense like they had so much money for visual effects that <laughs> like the dinosaurs looked like bubbly
1: I don't know how I, to I can't yeah, yeah I can't it. say anything about that so one I never saw that I'm talking about like the oh, well, original couple I'll
0: say this they that was a much newer movie do you remember Peter Jackson's King Kong Yeah Well, that was a great movie. The visual effects were good for the time. But when you go back and watch it now, a lot of it looks very green screen and and like the the dinosaurs feel very over the top animated. Right. It was like that. Well, And
1: especially the the connection between live action footage and CG. That's what was really bad about that one, I feel like.
0: Well, I'll say this then. Uh, I think this I, I wouldn't say this movie had bad special effects. It was that they didn't feel current. Maybe that's how I felt about it.
1: Yeah. I just, it felt like a sci-fi movie in terms of visual effects to me, Mm -hmm. but it had the budget of like a summer blockbuster. Mm. Like they spent, I think their budget was, it's like between 130 and 175 million. Wow. And that's, yeah, like that's the same, like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was 170 million. Hmm. Like it's it's in that same class it, now. You know that's a range that they had. I don't I don't know what the actual budget really truly was, but even on the low end, that's more money than like Rampage or Pacific Rim Uprising, which were both movies this year. See that had like modern visual effects.
0: <laughs> and, and I'll say this: like that's the thing is, is like this movie should have been Rampage. Ex- yes, because agreed. Rampage was like.
1: A half-serious-but-knew-it-was-stupid movie. It should have been a terrible movie, and yet it was delightful. It was just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. And that was what I expected out of this movie.
0: Yeah. Like, in Rampage, I had the same sort of logic questions, like, but what about... But it was sort of like... It was all done with a wink and a smile and the rock. So... Right. It was just sort of like, yeah, this is fine. Like, I, I was thinking... Oh, I liked I watched Rampage because I actually saw Rampage the week before. We went and saw the Meg, I think. And so I was thinking, yeah, I I you know, I liked the Ramp I liked Rampage which when I didn't think I would. So, if this is anything like that, I'm sure I'll like it. And yeah, it just wasn't.
1: No, no. Like think about the visual effects that went into Rampage. And it had the rock in it. Right. Like that was a that was a 120 million dollar movie. And this one was a, over was between 130 and 170. Like, how? How did they spend yeah. that much money? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I wonder if it has to do with, like, if they had to shoot in China a lot and if that bubbled budgets or something. I don't, I don't really know.
0: Yeah. It's 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 pretty forgettable. Like, I'm, I'm just about to ask you the question. How did they even kill the shark? Wasn't it something more like he, like, grinded his ship against it or something? Or
1: That was the other part of the movie I liked. He stabbed it with his ship, his, you know fighter jet underwater oh, that it, okay. they apparently had and then he busted mm-hmm. out of it while the shark was eating his ship and then the shark shot up in the air oh, and then he pulled us okay. like a spear from somewhere and jammed it in its eye while they were like 100 feet up in the air
0: yeah that was pretty obnoxious i i was laughing i remember yeah that i now. thought
1: that was what i wanted the whole movie to be like was Kind of like mm-hmm. a Live Free, Die Hard was.
0: Yeah, or any of the Expendables movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just lean into it. You're making a dumb movie. Just mm-hmm. be dumb. Yeah. So, apparently, this movie originally, like, this is based on a book or a series of books, apparently. No. Yeah. And originally, this was picked up by, um, oh, crap. What's his name? Uh, Quentin Tarantino's friend. He's in, like, a lot of his movies. Uh, Rodriguez? No, no, no. You're talking about the actor is in like most of his movies. Oh, I don't know. Eli Roth.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, so apparently Eli Roth was going to direct it as this like hard R, like over the top, you know, almost Quentin Tarantino style movie. Mm -hmm. And like, I can feel how that was what the original feeling was for this. But then I guess they wanted to take it to a more um, generic audience which sounds like it worked out cuz this movie is making a crazy amount of money but yeah i think it also just like completely stripped out what probably would have made the movie good and left in its place just a skeleton of a movie yeah and so I don't know I don't know how far that had gotten but yeah that would have been a different movie.
0: Overall it's just pretty forgettable. It's not dumb and fun. It's it's just dumb and forgettable. That's that's yeah. kind of my overall problem with it. It's it's not the worst time you'll ever have. So it's one of those movies where I'd imagine if you got together with some friends you could have some fun with it like mystery science theater style, but uh, it's it's really not worth it. Like there's a lot of better bad movies that you could get instead of that, like Rampage or Jumanji
1: or both
0: rocks Uh, selections but
1: yeah although I would say Jumanji was a good movie but
0: yeah I'd agree with you there yeah but uh yeah I mean there's there's better dumb movies that you can get besides this one it's sort of just skippable to me I'm not sure why it was made (laughs)
1: because it made a crazy amount of money only
0: because people thought it would be ridiculous I really do think because I saw a lot of like Hollywood people going this looks crazy and then retweeting it and I think that's where a lot of its notoriety came from because they were expecting it to be self well they
1: also spent way more than normal in marketing oh, like okay. this movie had to make a significant amount to break even compared to a normal movie I don't remember okay. what its marketing budget was but it was high but that's because it had one of those precious uh, slots in the Chinese market and so they did a global release which is rare yeah and I think it all worked out in the end. But but you know what? Our theater was so into this movie. Yeah. Like, ev- people were cracking up the whole movie. People were like, ah, you know, like, tensing up during scenes that, you know, the movie was trying to make people tense up. And
0: I almost felt like an awful person because I was literally thinking, like, the I don't like these people nah. because they were. <laughs> no, I get that. <laughs> but but it, was, it was one of those things where it's like, it immediately makes you feel like a snob, but it's more just, I'm just not in this group of people, really. I just, yep. Because there's tons of dumb movies I like, it's, so it's not even a dumb movie thing. It's just, I was like, I don't get it.
1: And the reality <laughs> is, if you went into this expecting this movie, you might have been like, oh, you know, that was fine. Yeah. But it was not what we were expecting, so. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. What would you say your Rotten Tomato score is? I would say probably a 20%. That's... Exactly what I have.
0: Yep. It gets tw- it gets twenty percent for the first act for the promise.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd give most of my twenty percent is. I'd say fifteen percent is for the uh the beach scene, mm-hmm. and then five percent is for the, the the eye stabby scene. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, that's it. <laughs> uh,
0: we don't. You could cut this out if you don't agree to it. But why don't we go ahead and announce here that our next movie will be Valerian?
1: Oh. Okay.
0: It's on Amazon Prime. We could probably get together or watch it separately, but either way... I mean, we should try to watch it together because yeah, I don't really want I, to sit and watch that by myself, but... <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I don't know when exactly we'll be able to get to it, but I love the idea of watching that and then talking yeah. about it. Yeah,
0: because it is one of those things where, like, if, if you recall, I walked out of that movie after about uh, 40, oh, I 45 recall. minutes. And um, it was also one of those deals where I was super tired and cranky and having trouble staying awake. So I'm I'm legitimately wondering... If it's one of those things that I could maybe enjoy if I gave it a second shot and was in the right mood, if that makes sense. Right. So it'll be interesting for me to rewatch it again because it's like a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I barely tapped it, so um, tapped into it, should I say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to let that go. (laughs) Anyways... (laughs) All right. So if you have any thoughts on the Meg or any shark related content that you want to talk to us about, you can find us at atownmovies.com yep. or on most social media by searching that same thing or searching Atown FM.
0: If this is a masterpiece, let us know. Yeah. We yeah. would love to hear yeah. from you.
1: A Megaloda piece? Nope. Didn't work. Couldn't pull that out. All right. Nope. nope. I tried. <laughs> yep. <laughs>